I feel like, great, I'm just gonna throw some stuff together on Facebook. And Tom, do you wanna uh, take it away? Everything look okay with your yep. slides there? Yep, ready to go. Okay, I'm gonna get presenter view here to present. Setting up the grid view, it, it shrunk everyone, so I like to see everybody. So I'm just oh, I know, I'm yeah, I'm, that's I'm, always I'm blowing, up, I'm blowing up the grid view, so I can see everyone's reaction. Fantastic, good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No, I think that's great. Oh, someone's. I'm going to admit. Someone's oh, gonna, thank you so much. Um, all right, everyone, see the screen. We're ready to rock and roll. Okay, cookies make your marketing fat. This is actually really funny because uh, Suzanne helped with the title. I was like, this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tools to beep off your marketing muscle. And at the end of the day, guys, it's, you know, we're all here. Uh, if it's for ourselves or for our clients, right? It's boosting revenue productivity, you know, and, and marketing is so vast. And uh, um, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about myself. And I, I like to do very casual. I uh, do a lot of these workshops you know, virtually or, or live. And I want to make sure it's about you today. It's focused about you. And I want you guys to leave here excited about some takeaways. You know, we have all different people with different levels of knowledge. Um, so again, don't uh, be shy to interrupt. Kathleen's here to support as well in the chat. So you guys can ask questions. She'll be there to answer questions for you. Um, but I'll make sure to be able to get to all your answers, uh, uh, questions. If not, I, you guys can ping me after. I'm happy to do this offline too. Okay. All right, so I've been working uh, in corporate America prior to starting my agency for 10 years, and then I've been an entrepreneur for eight years. Uh, I have four kids. Yeah, they're eight, six, and five, and we just have a five-month-old. Um, so that it's, it's a circus, but it's fun. <laughs> and they have each other. We love it. They just started doing camp. Um, and we work with clients in the startup phase all the way up to the mid-market size. And we do a lot of passion projects on the side with nonprofits. Like we've done, we live streamed the, uh, for the first time nationally, uh, the Rhode Island Special Olympics. And then we've, we've done stuff for Red Cross. Um, we do stuff for the March of Dimes. So we're creating a lot of marketing and, and social media and content and video for them to storytell. Ultimately, we're helping them get more volunteers, more revenue. Um, so we do those side passion projects, but we do the same type of work for our clients, right? It's like more revenue, more brand awareness and telling their stories to get out there. Um, so I really want to know a little bit about you guys. I want to make sure I'm speaking to, to the audience here. So if you guys can put in the chat, like what type of business you're in. Um, I think you guys already did that for, I think for new people that who, who might not know each other, maybe your title in your business. Um, and then if you already use marketing automation, um, you know, these are popular ones here, MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, HubSpot, Pardot. There's so many, there's literally hundreds, probably thousands out there every day, but these are the most popular ones that you hear. And then in the sphere of marketing automation, are you a beginner, intermediate, or a pro? You guys can just take a minute to put that into the chat, please. I think there's always something to learn, right? <laughs> Part of the trick is just keeping up everything has evolved. And I'm not sure if you're gonna talk about this, come, but we give everybody a chance to, uh, to chime in, but you are actually switching over your project management when we, when we chatted. Yes. Um, so, you know, even, 
even for people who are pros, like things change all the time. All the time. Um, we, we use Asana. Um, and there's so many, when I was chatting with Suzanne about this, like we can get pretty crazy and down rabbit holes for tech stocks. So we're kind of keeping it simple with marketing automation, but there's so many levels of different technology you can use to kind of create a better customer experience. Um, but really ultimately, if it's even internally with your team too, being efficient with your team members, but being efficient with your clients, because they all have to kind of weave into the tools. Um, the, we use Asana and then we're switching to ClickUp. Uh, so Asana, we've, we've used ClickUp before. We use Teamwork. I think a long, long time ago, I used Basecamp. But, you know, having that transition, you gotta, when, when you're looking at technology stack, you, you're looking at what's the features and benefits of this and costs, right? So it was really a best of both worlds. Like the cost was, it was for the price of one month, we got the whole year using ClickUp. And the benefits were the same from a feature standpoint. So these are things, you know, we're going to get into this in the next slide here. I'm just seeing, thank you guys. Beginner, beginner mix um, for intermediate. Okay, cool. So everyone's kind of more on that beginner intermediate side. All right, great. Um, for those that are joining late and maybe you can probably put it in the chat, Kathleen, just ask people the questions like if the beginner intermediate pro and if you're using marketing automation right now, which, and then which ones are you guys using? If you don't mind putting on there. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. More people check, coming in. Do you see that on your end as well? Susie? Yeah. Sorry. I'm just seeing that some people are, uh, yeah, okay. here we go. I didn't know if you, if I needed to let I'm them in. seeing it too. Okay, cool. All right. So at the end of the day, numbers don't lie, guys. Using technology, using tools, using automation, like these are real life numbers that our clients are seeing. Of course, there's tons out there that we're seeing from other case studies. Over 400% conversions, 50% increase in average sales, 82% of sales cycle getting cut, 63% marketers plan to increase their marketing automation budgets this year. Um, of course, like digital transformation and all that kind of really accelerated, right, with COVID. Um, and then mm -hmm. like 75% people saw an ROI within a year. So that's amazing. Like 75% within a year. Cause I think a lot of people, when they're looking to make investments or looking to buy technology, there's hesitation. Cause I don't know if you guys are like me, but like, I like to buy too much software. Like they had to, my team actually had to have a come to Jesus conversation. They, they, they had an internal meeting separately and they just cut technology stack. <laughs> so we were spending almost 10,000 a month. We got it down to five. Um, and I just, they're like, if you're in this meeting com, you're not going to let us cut anything. Uh, Cause I can justify each technology. Right. So you got to kind of figure out what makes sense for you. You know, so, you know, these are the common challenges that sometimes when people are trying to figure out, do I buy, don't buy te not technology, right. It's, it costs too much. It's too complicated. I don't really understand it. My leadership team or my owner doesn't want to get it. They don't because they don't understand why. Um, it's too time consuming, too many options, right? Analysis, paralysis. Um, and maybe it doesn't integrate with your systems. I mean, these are a lot of common things here. But what do you guys feel are, are your reasons why you may not get into a certain technology or purchase a technology? Do you guys mind just sharing that in the chat? Or, or, or if you guys want to just say it, you know, share it vocally, I'm happy to. Like who here, who here is kind of on the fence and, and why? 
I'll monitor the chat. Go ahead. Part of it is, uh, is just the learning curve, right? And how, how much it takes to kind of get up to speed, I think is a big piece of it. We also have uh, don't understand it enough in the chat. Yeah, and that's a comment even for, for myself, like we're myself and my team, we're in it all the time. You know, we're 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 agnostic when it comes to the technology when it comes to automation. Again, we're focusing on marketing automation in this. I'll sprinkle in some other cool tools for you guys too. But like with with HubSpot, we gravitated towards it because it really it's again for the goals for we're looking to accomplish for ourselves, but also for our clients, HubSpot kind of does it all in one, you know, again. But if there's another product that someone doesn't have the right price point, we're gonna go over that too today. There are other alternatives to fit the needs and goals that you need and the outcomes you're looking for and the budget. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, more in the chat is uh, not knowing what I truly need and non-friendly UX. Hmm. Yeah, this, <laughs> uh, UX, there's a give and take. It can look beautiful and, and be easy to use, but if it doesn't give you what you need to get the outcome, you're also, eventually you're, you're just buying something pretty that's not working. Um, so there is uh, a balance between that. Um, and then not knowing what you truly need, I think that's where you, you know, it's having a conversation with someone that is an expert, you know, in maybe technology stack or a solution architect. Because if you do talk to the vendor, you know, they, they might be biased a little bit. Kathleen might not like to hear that. They might be biased, right? But, but Kathleen is awesome because she is really, you know, she represents HubSpot, but she does really understand each of the different platforms so that she's making recommendations that align because you know you gotta you gotta nurture these relationships with your vendors because they also want to keep you renewing um so they they most of them are are good at listening and under and educating you to find the right solution for you because they they also have different tier pricings but yeah time consuming so there's a give and take with that when when it comes to time we try to do as much as we could in-house as we got to a point you know I, you have to then either outsource it or bring someone internal who is a technologist, right? who is, uh, you know, a power user of that tool. If it's MailChimp, if it's ActiveCampaign, if it's Pardot, HubSpot, because there, there's value to your time. I mean, you can only know so much and do so much. And you got to figure out what is, what is your time better spent doing and, and, and then allocating, you know, budget to someone else to complement the weaknesses that you don't have. Um, if you don't have a budget, then it is what it is. You know, it's kind of like how, like your health, right? If, if your health is so important to you and you're like, I don't have time to eat healthy or I don't have time to work out, that's a choice. That means it's not a priority. But when it gets to a point where it's too late and now you're, you're ill and you're in the hospital because you didn't take the time to, to prioritize that, now your body's falling apart. And business is the same, same thing. People put off finding the right solutions for technology. And then by the time they're trying to catch up now when everyone else has been doing it, it's, it, it could be too late. So you, you got to see, you know, how important is this to the, the viability of success for yourself and your clients? Right? That the guy has four kids. <laughs> including <Yeah. an> infant. <laughs> Everything's a priority. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there's no room for failure at all in anything from a business, personal, whatever they call it, life blend, right? Uh, so the, the benefits at the end of the day, these are the common things that we hear and we see is like, you know, you got to boost sales, marketing sales alignment. That's critical because you got to understand what's happening um, between those departments. And we're seeing more HR and culture getting weaved into this um, because with people going 
it's branding too. So there's a little bit of um, mix of cross departmentals using technology to kind of align multiple departments and getting them involved. Um, and then you want to remove manual tasks. And our team members on average, like when we're doing these programs for clients, because some clients who don't get a marketing automation tool, we're putting an extra two to four hours a week in work. So that's also cost on my end, right? So if I can, we can work smarter, not harder. We're saving money on resources and the client's actually getting a better uh, out output because they're using a tool that's going to get them what they need. Um, and then client success, that's what it comes down to, right? Like you're going to see clients happier there. You're going to be able to speak to it with intention and clarity of where that success is happening, the attributions, looking at the whole journey. Um, and you can spend more time on what's working, what's not working. You know, you, you're doing campaigns, you're doing all these marketing efforts, what's really working, what's not working. Um, and then you really want to get support with the right partner. So if you're having a partner, like, no, we, again, we'll all use HubSpot as an, as, as an example, they're sending us stuff all the time. Like, you know, Kathleen and I, we have meetings once a week, sometimes every other week for half an hour, because the technology changes all the time, even though we're in it often, I'm not that close to it. So you need to have the right technology partner to make sure they're educating you on what's are the upcoming features, the benefits, you know, like, when MailChimp started doing marketing automation, I believe it was two years ago. I didn't even know that until someone told me about it. You know, of course they promote it, but that's why you got to surround yourself with these right partners to understand what's happening in the world because marketing just moves so fast. All right. So the first problem that we offer, like basically this is a common problem that we see, right? It's like, which one to pick? And I think someone said that earlier in the chat. There's so many options out there. This is the most popular. Again, I, there's no right or wrong answer here. And this is just to give you guys a framework, right? So of course, free is, is, is great, but you get what you pay for. So MailChimp has a free version. HubSpot also has a free version. And I think After Campaign has one too. But the most popular free version we see is MailChimp. Um, less cost, you're going to see up to $300 a month. And you know, Active Campaign is a good price point for that one. Um, and then like, if you, if you're really serious about understanding your marketing with full clarity and transparency and, and, and being efficient, then something like a HubSpot, you know, is going to be a good option for you, 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 a price point that's 300 and more up, you know, but at the end of the day, you cannot manage what you can't measure. And I love this quote. I got this from one of my mentors. It's so true. Um, but the reality is you can't track everything too, but you can track the majority of things and the reporting tools um, in these different platforms are more robust with something like a HubSpot than it is with a MailChimp or active campaign. So again, it, it goes back to looking at, you know, what are you trying to do here? Like the three steps that you got to think about is like first, just getting, just doing it. Like I think people are hesitate, hesitate to get right into it. Just create the workflow, build it out, standardize it the best you think it is, and then optimize it. You know, I think people just get analysis paralysis to get, get out there and start using different marketing technology stacks. Um, so again, if you can't manage it, you can't measure it. So how do you humanize the experience though, right? Because I think sometimes you, you, you can tell when you, you get a robot sending you emails or you get in-mail and LinkedIn. Um, you can usually tell when it's like an automation. And with well-built out optimize automations, it should feel humanistic. 
it should feel natural because you've taken the time to personalize it, right? So you're segmenting your list based on your ICPs, your ideal client profiles, your personas, and then you're branding it with your brand. So it doesn't look like, you know, you see like their logo in the corner. If you, you can add your logo in there, it's, it's also saying, oh, this is a, this is a company I recognize. But you want to talk to someone like a human in emails that you send out. Don't, you know, you personalize it. It doesn't sound um, canned. If it's a chat that you're doing, um, if it's a video that you're sending. So what we've been using lately a lot is Loom. Um, has anyone here heard of Loom before? Yes or no? You guys might put it in the chat. It's a screen recording tool. No, okay, Nikki says no, yes. A few no's, yes. Two yo's, yes. So, um, anyone else? Are you guys paying attention? I know you have your screen off, so we can't tell if you guys are paying attention here. <laughs> no, no, okay, cool. Keep, yeah, keep, keep getting in here. So, paying attention. Awesome, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and I, it's fine. You get your screens are off. I, we, I do this with my team too. We'll have like screen off days. Cause I think it's like, it makes less, uh, less, uh, work for your brain to kind of see everyone's faces. Um, but I do like to see beautiful faces live when I can. <laughs> so loom is a great tool we've been using. It's free. And I had a friend of mine who's doing like train leadership training and development. And she finally, after a year and a half did it. And she's like, holy crap, my life has changed. I didn't realize what this tool does. So when during COVID we were doing, I was doing a lot of uh, CEO uh, recaps and I was recording myself. Um, it feels like, like Zoom and it's just quick. You do a recording and you can use this in sales, in your marketing, in your uh, in emails you send out. You can use it for onboarding clients. You can use it for onboarding employees client support, customer success. So for sales and marketing, let's say you guys are doing a pitch and um, we had to do a website you know, pitch to, to a municipality. And then they say, hey, I have to bring this back to the board. So uh, one of my team members record themselves recapping the whole proposal and the scope of work. Because think about it. You're going to trust that person to regurgitate what you just said in an hour to their board. Not going to happen. Just th this is what kills deals. So the, we did a, uh, my team member did a 10 minute video recapping a one hour session. So the high points were, were explained and now they can watch that. And we were seeing analytics. It was actually pinging notifications every time they watched it. So we knew they were engaged. And this is also an indicator too, with this tool, there's a lot of tools similar to Loom out there. If someone's engaging with this video, you, you can then follow up with them, right? This is going to help cut down your sales cycle, right? So now you, you follow up with them and it says, Hey, Hey, Steve, just want to check in with you. Did you get a chance to look over that proposal? Actually, Com, I was just looking at it this morning. No way, but you got notified, right? So you got to like give a little <laughs> buffer. <laughs> uh, you don't want to call right away. It's kind of a little fishy, right? So um, so then now you're at, you got them at peak state and you're having a conversation. So like these little, little nuances of technology, you're having a conversation, you're humanizing the experience during the, the customer journey. Um, and we're seeing... I've hearing from all the clients, uh, I'm seeing 200% more conversion, 300% more closings. Uh, we're closing more deals because we're using this tool because we're getting better insights, right? And you can drop this automation too throughout your sales uh, workflow. 
you know, th using automation. So when we're doing onboarding, we're training. So we're recording all of our training. So instead of us taking time, my team members, the managers to train like an intern or, or, or a new project manager, we already record the sessions. And now when we do an email sequence, they can do self-learning and watch the videos, you know, and I, this is free. And then we can also pay to make sure, are they watching the videos? Cause we get notified. Are they, are they pacing themselves? So there's a lot of ways to do, to improve your, your process and operations internally. And then client support, you get this, you get an email. Has this happened to you guys? I'm sure it has, right? Like someone has a question. You're like, Oh, I got to send back this like five paragraph email when it just would have been better if I can get them on the phone. But sometimes that doesn't happen because you get a client that complains and it's usually always comes down to miscommunication um, and, and expectations. And you're like, it's 6 PM, right? So you can't get them on the phone. Well, you record yourself, you walk through what happened we did this with another client and I told my team member, Hey, just explain what happened. Um, and then send the video, you know, and they, they didn't want to do the video. And, and, and I said, well, what's, what's the alternative here? Right. So once they did it immediately, the client was like, that was amazing. Thank you for sending that video. Um, and it also had a, a reflection of the brand experience. We're creating a better experience because we're communicating with them in a different medium that they're not just used to getting. So, um, but we, when we sent that email, we saw that they watched it. So we can track all that through, you know, the automation tool as well. So now we're creating a new cadences and workflows and then customer success. Of course, you know, we're, we're doing surveys too. So we're, our, our, our customer success folks are doing a quick little Loom video. They're dropping it into an email and say like, um, let's say, Hey, Peter, uh, this is calm. Uh, just want to check in with you. I know you've been with us for about three months now. How are we doing? Do you understand the program we're doing? Are we hitting, you know, what does success mean to you? Are we hitting those goals for you? Um, let, you know, love to jump on the phone for two, three minutes. Because when we send the surveys, we noticed that no one was, was clicking the conversions. Like people don't want to take those surveys. They don't want to do MailChimp or Typeform. But when we did these videos, people were, the engagement and the conversions were higher. So now we actually create a sequence of these little videos that are personalized. Um, and some of them aren't personalized. They, they, they seem personalized because we won't put their name in it. But again, they feel that we're recording these so we can, we can scale it. But we can insert and remove videos that are personalized if need be. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, just kind of how we use it. And I went through like, the different stages here already. What do you guys have any, I want to pause here a little bit. Any questions here? What are your thoughts of that? Like, like the videos, like who's doing video right now throughout the whole life cycle for your clients, for yourself, but also maybe for your clients. I use occasional with cloud app. Yeah. I'll check out cloud. App. Yeah. There's a lot of different ones out there. Um, how is Loom compared to, let's say, Vimeo? Because I've seen, you know, Vimeo at conferences over the years. I was like, God, it's so expensive. I mean, I get it if you have a team and you're using it all the time, but if you're a smaller shop, so just curious what the pricing looks like. Uh, I know that, I don't know if it's Vimeo or Wistia. They have, is it Soapbox? Oh, right. Yes, that's right. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, they, they have a free tool as well. The paid version, so like Loom for $9, you get more analytics. And you get a little bit more and you get, you get more videos because the free version, you'll get a hundred videos. And then after that, so um, like, I'll show you kind of, like, this is how I use it. And they're, they're all very similar, right? Marketing automation or email platforms. They're all very similar. 
they have similar features. It's just about like, what are the different nuances you need? Um, and, and I think HubSpot also does like video and screen share too. So I, I've been using this, I'm just used to it, uh, but I create folders. So I do this recap. I did one eight days ago. I try to do one every other week to kind of like, again, we're virtual. So how do I create culture, but how do I also keep my team a pulse of what's going on and what are we doing in the community? So I do these recap um, videos. And then, you know, we HR videos. So if I have anything HR related, you know, into my internal team, my leadership team, I'll drop it in there. So I'm just organizing all my videos and then like partner outreach. I, this has been really great. So I'm sure you guys have a lot of partners and shoot partners or, you know, brand collaborators, some might call it. So I do intros, you know, I'll be like, Hey, Ryan, meet Steve, you know, and I, I type out something similar, like very quick. I drop it into uh, the link to the email and it creates a thumbnail. So you see it right away. And again, it's humanizing it. So right away, I've had a lot of people say, wow, that, that was like a really cool intro. Like you did a video intro for me instead of just like a, a text intro. Um, and, uh, and I'm doing the intros on purpose, right? Cause like you're expanding your own network but you're bringing value to your, your own, your network as well. So then eventually they might keep you top of mind and then they refer you out. So this is actually part of our sales sequence. So we're, we're dropping videos in there and then um, all this folders, I share this with my sales team and everyone collaborates and we can see each other's videos for learning and training. So there's internal learning and training, but there's also external output. Um, and how does it compare to, let's say just using Zoom? Um, I guess the analytics would be one piece, but then also the organization probably the, is. <laughs> Because after when Zoom, you just get the recording, right? And then you can, then you got to edit it. And it takes time to like, uh, like um, basically download to get the link versus this one. Once I record and I stop, I get an immediate link, a unique link. Um, and then here, this is the, one of the, my favorite features said, you can put a call to action at the end of the, the video. So I'll say like book, book time with com. So maybe I'll, I do, uh, I'm trying to do a, a meetup with a, a partner. Hey, love to collaborate. Let's see how we can talk and see how we can help each other. Uh, hey, book some time on my calendar so I can put my HubSpot link calendar here or Calendly, whatever you guys use. Mm -hmm. Google. Mm -hmm. And right after the video ends, the call to action pops up. Great. So like Zoom can't do that. And then it tracks everything and it organizes it. And you can also edit it. It has, you can drop, the, it's branded right here. Um, it's just kind of grayed out a little bit because I was in this, I was actually doing this thing live and I just did a screenshot of this. Um, but it's, yeah, it's very simple to, to use. And I highly recommend you guys giving it a try because you're definitely going to create a better experience for your team internally you, um, and, and externally, the, the experience you get to bring to people who are engaging with you. It's becoming awesome. more popular. I'm seeing more more people use it. Yeah, and I think that brings up a good point, right, is in order to really make the impression, you got to get on it before everybody else does. <laughs> I mean, for to make that sales pitch, I would say everybody else, once they get into it, like, oh, yeah, like everybody does Zoom, there's nothing special about that. We try to be, we, call, we, we I always tell my team, like, we want to be on the tip of the spear, but not so where we're like, a little too out of the box. Um, but we were as a thought leader, right? People leaning us as marketers to know what's going on in the industry, right? SEO, whatever it is. Um, so you got to know enough to be dangerous and it's tough to kind of be deep on each of them. But, you know, if someone, if you know enough to at least like find information, you got to research it. You know, I do the same thing. I'll, if I say, hey, like augmented reality, okay. Not many of my clients need it, but I know enough 
to understand it. And then if I have a client that wants to talk about it, I can talk to one of my team members and then I'll, I'll dive deeper into it. Um, you know, using these videos, I started testing it. We always test it out first to see how it works before we recommend it to our clients. Um, and I also, I, I share it with my partners, you know, like, and, and they, they kind of give me feedback on it. And I, I even have testimonies of people saying like, come, it's been asking me to use Loom forever. And he finally did. And he's a, he's a definitely great resource, you know, when it comes to technology stack, yada, yada. So I, I also try to record these, right? So you guys can use it for social proof. Um, so going, going to this slide here, you know, you want to talk to your prospects and clients. It sounds very easy, but I'm going to ask you guys, when was the last time you talked and interviewed your client for feedback? Can you guys please, everyone, please put it in the chat. Not just like how are we doing, like literally like interviewing them, asking like, uh, what can you be doing better? Uh, how, how's the relationship going so far? It's not just a check-in, like, you know, is there anything, like what's going on with your business? What are some challenges you're facing? Um, like really understanding their pain and challenges because then you may or may not be able to provide a solution for it, but most times you might be able to do something and it might even uncover opportunities for you guys to evolve your products or, or, or solutions because you're listening to your clients. All right, so two months back, it's been a long time. Um, and it's okay, guys, like, you know, let's, we'll be honest here with each other. Like what's, who else? So several months ago. So it seems like on average, it's been a while. Um, what we're doing, we were doing the same thing over a year ago. We were probably doing like once a quarter, but then a lot of people ignore those emails, right? Or those, or those links. So starting in January of this year, we were doing outbound calls. Like we were calling our clients and they were more receptive to those, um, uh, we, we still give them an option to do a survey because people might not be able to jump on the phone call, right? Like it, you just, it's hit and miss, but you give them the survey. And now what we're doing is our project managers who meet with our clients will ask it near the end of the meeting because they're, they're right there, they're captive audience, just to recap the meeting. They say, hey, just to make sure we're on the same page. Like, has there been any goals or different, like we're asking questions, like, is there anything different in your business that we need to be aware about? Because when you get into those conversations, right, you're there for the agenda, but you got to make sure you're asking other questions because you might uncover opportunities to cross-sell or upsell or even save the account because you might not even know there's other issues. There might be other stakeholders involved that are pushing pressure um, on your clients that you don't know about. So, so we want to validate that. We're talking to them directly. We're testing things. We're surveying. This sounds so easy, but not a lot of people do it. So now we're actually doing it every month. Um, and, and, and we're getting a lot of insight from our clients. Cause think about what happens in your day every month. Like there's just a lot of stuff happening all the time. So getting that feedback is going to help you then create maybe better workflows and your automations that you're doing for your clients, for yourself. You might remove certain workflows. Cause if you haven't got the feedback from your clients, you might be using the same workflow for months and it should have been optimized. Um, so one thing that works, that's really neat and powerful with HubSpot is this custom behavior campaigns that you can look at and do versus some other tools that are less expensive. You then not be able to do that. What this means is you want to engage and try to personalize the engagement based on the behaviors they're, they're doing. So page views, for example, if someone comes to your site, they look at the homepage, then they go to the pricing page, they go to the case study page, they go to, they watch two or three case studies. You want 
that's a pretty engaged person with intent, right? Unless they're trolling you and they're just stalking you, but hopefully they're looking to buy something. So now you got to think about, okay, if they're doing that, what type of, you know, what can I put in front of them? You know, if it's an offer or a pop-up or if, if it's a person that you already have their emails, what can you follow up with? Because maybe you're nurturing a sale and they came back to your site multiple times. So now you have these triggers based on these behaviors login someone's logging into the account multiple times but they're not taking actions or they're they're looking at a product multiple times again not taking actions um you know there are a lot of great custom actions and tools that hubspot does and you know kathleen i don't know if there's any you know any kate like certain specific examples that you want to shine that's kind of stood out lately sure yeah i always say you know kind of when it comes to automation and and doing these things when I, before i came to hubspot i didn't even know this was possible so it wasn't even like i was using mailchimp or something else or any other tool um but being able it's really powerful and also very easy to you know even with a free instance of you know hubspot or any other software not any other but some to get this kind of customer behavior information um, and being able to then capitalize on that information. So, you know, it's, it's not difficult to really optimize everything and make sure you're putting your customer or yourself, even for your own agency, in front of the right people, in front of the right customers with the information that they value. Um, so, you know, really you're only limited by your imagination as to what you can do with this type of, you know, tool. Yep. I put a chess player here. I don't know if you guys caught that. So mm -hmm. strategic, you got a customer. <laughs> I try to pick my pictures to kind of be support. So. All right. And this is kind of what it looks like. And a lot of them have very similar kind of like uh, build outs. So you can look at a page view, you know, they went and checked out the guitar at least five times, you know, and then what's the next thing? We send them an email and say, hey, we got some cool guitars for you. And, you know, companies that do it well, like, like we're looking at some traveling, you know, just kind of perusing right now, my wife and I, and like, and they notice I come back and I'm looking at this Cancun trip and then I get pinged and I also get retargeted and all that jazz. And that all falls in to automation, right? You got, you also got social paid ads. Um, that's a whole, that can be a whole nother workshop, but like these are, it's not just emails. And I think a lot of people think it's just email marketing when it comes to automation and it's not, it's multifaceted omni-channel. Like you're, it's social touches, it's chat, it's your websites, it's content, dynamic content that might be changing or feeding or offers. Um, so it's a little bit of everything to kind of, you know, provide and meet people where they're at, uh, in that journey. You know, so to put this together, like. Uh, a use case here, we, we did this for a, a consultant firm. You know, we created new content assets for them. We looked at their email sequence, optimized that. We did a community, uh, like they're building a community, uh, which was really a pipeline for their sales. Uh, and then we updated their UX on their website and their copy throughout the whole process. And we cut down like the pages on their site and we re redesigned their site to flow to how they want the user to interact, to convert. And then we added some value added workshops, you know, again, promoting through emails and their website. So I, all this stuff is kind of intertwined. Uh, we did some follow-up video uh, proposals using Loom, for example. Um, and then we added some more videos. So on her, on her page, 
you know, you, she had this framework of like, what is it like to work with us and what are our programs look like um, and our, our different solutions. So I said, well, let's create a video explanation for each of these because someone might be overwhelmed if you guys have a lot to offer, like just give it to them in, in digestible bites. So do like, again, a little loom video if you can explaining what this is and what this is, and what this is. They're reading it on your site, but it's not giving enough context. Um, and then a lot more video testimonials, which could be, again, a very a quick Zoom recording and just edit it. Doesn't need to be high production, just getting content out there to tell your story. And her outcome was 80% of her sales cycle got cut because we created more a better user experience. She had more content on her website. Um, so people knew and she had more qualified leads. They knew what she was doing. So her sales cycle got cut. She didn't have to jump on as many more calls and qualify calls and just that were tire kickers, they were more intentional buyers. Her leads went up a lot more because they were seeing the value that she provided because it was articulated very clearly with the new content assets that she was getting done. And then her clients grew, like her closing ratio, she got more clients, right? So 115%. So she felt like this guy right here, flying. Um, and we're constantly optimizing this, right? We're looking at her, her, how she follows up with emails, how she's nurturing her current clients on the onboarding process. Like there's a lot of different things that you can utilize, you know, to like HubSpot to kind of work on all different automations. I'm gonna pause here and see if you guys have any questions about particularly this case study or just like use cases on automation or any questions for myself or Kathleen. I'm answering some in the chat. Okay. Uh, let me catch up here. That's awesome. Thank you, Kathleen. And I, who know, and I don't know, Kathleen, is there like a version of Loom on HubSpot that's native? Is it uh, there's actually an, a separate tool, um, Vidyard, that's free that mm -hmm. you can use. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Vidyard. No. Um, but, you know, in this use case, being able to, you know, send an email, track activity, you know, track page views, use a video. These are all things that, um, you know, uh, you can use multiple different tools for, or um, I know just in this particular case, everything that Com's doing here is something he uses um, HubSpot for. There's a lot of them out there. Um... All right, just do a time check. We got like 15 minutes. I'm gonna, I think I have like two sides left, two or three sides here. So going back to our title, uh, really, how do you future-proof yourself with the cookies going away, right? You guys are probably hearing the cookies are going away. Really what that means is like old school, but like new school marketing is back. It's not about like you can track all this stuff, but once you get the track is going away, the bad marketers are kind of gone. So the ones that are really strong, who's doing marketing the right way and, and, and really building, um, I call it demand gen, demand generation, or build, the essence is really building branding. That is what's got to stand out from the crowd. Um, so before people were going to conferences, I mean, of course, conferences are coming back, but when you wanted to find information or, or you know, become a thought leader and just really understand what's going on in your, your niche, you're, going, you're attending these special conferences. You're Googling it. You have salespeople you need to talk to to provide this stuff, you know, corporate content. That's a lot of the way that um, people were getting, consuming information. This stuff is still valuable, but it's just like that was, uh, and it's still valuable today. What I'm not saying that it's not going to be valuable moving forward. 
but we're seeing a transition is currently people are doing more peer to peer. So they're, they're talking to their friends, right? Colleagues. Hey, who do you use for marketing automation? Like, who do you use for like bookkeeping? What do you do for this? How do you, how do you send proposals? Are you using Proposify, PandaDoc? Are you using, you know, PDFs, right? So of course you can Google that. Of course you can talk to a salesperson and it's got to dive deeper, but you might start that conversation there. So how do you position yourself to make sure that you're, you're, you're getting in front of people who want to leverage peer-to-peer? You're seeing more leverage in communities. Now we have more digital, right? Before, I don't have to go on an event live. I can go to a HubSpot forum or I can go to a CEO forum and I can connect with people on LinkedIn or Facebook versus having to go live to an event. So there's, a, there's this burst of community. You know, we're seeing that organically happen with Clubhouse, right? It's a, you're building these community channels in Clubhouse um, and then organic social. So of course, paid social, but organic social, meaning if you're creating enough value and content, and you're putting it out there, um, people are seeing it in your social posts and they're consuming it. So, you know, think about how you buy things now. And, and, and this is what we're seeing. It's like, this is kind of going back to, again, uh, how it was several years back. So it's a blend of both old and new, but we're seeing like those folks are doing podcasting. Um, they're getting involved in more community forums. They're becoming a thought leader. They're being seen as a thought leader and expert. They're getting more natural leads. You know, their peers who know them are introducing them to people. Um, so that's, that's how you're going to be able to combat, you know, this, the cookie list market that we're going to be seeing soon. Yeah, so just really recap here, guys. You know, look, think about the goals that you're trying to accomplish for the businesses, for yourself or for your clients, and then align that with the features that you're looking for in the technology stack and in the budget that you're looking for. Um, and then do video across the whole journey. You know, and it doesn't need to be high production. Make sure you get client feedback often, as often as possible, because um, that's what it's all about at the end of the day, guys. You can think about it all yourself, but it's really coming down to the client. I'm not saying the client's right, but we have to look in the mirror and get that, that feedback to see what can we do better. Um, and then demand generation, you know, ultimately demand generation is when you start to build branding and content, you're going out there, and you're providing value, that demand will come to it. People will demand what they want to work with you. Um, and we're focusing a lot more on demand generation for ourselves and inbound marketing, you know, using a tool like HubSpot is an output of demand generation, a well-done demand generation, um, lead generation will, will be an output of that. All right, so make sure you guys are supporting uh, NIM. Uh, and there's a link here to, to some of the programs that uh, Suzanne has and the great you know, work that she's doing with her organization. And Suzanne and I have been chatting for over a year and we're actually gonna be doing some podcasting together too, um, to, just to kind of share information and knowledge with everyone. So thanks for your time here today, guys. We have 10 minutes, like fire away. This is all about, about you. What, what questions do you guys have? So I threw out there that maybe we should have a challenge round, right? If somebody has something that um, is, you know, hey, I wanna achieve this in my business. Is there a tool for that? Um, Calm would be a great person to tap into for that. Yeah, we use Proposify. Um, you can sync Proposify with HubSpot. So again, 
all of our tools we want to integrate because we we want like our our marketing tool which is which is also our crm the central truth truth right so we're seeing all the attributions we're seeing like where where their hiccups you know so having like a, a digital version of our of our proposals using proposify uh, then i found out the other day kathleen was like actually you don't need to proposify you can save that money you can build proposals in hubspot i'm like no way so we're, we canceled our subscription now i just saved i think we're spending like almost a hundred dollars a month um you know now it's it's again like that's why i lean on you gotta have trusted trusted you know support advisors with your technology to kind of say Again, she's checking. That's why, like Kathleen checks in with me as a client, just like how I'm asking you guys to check in with your client. She's like, what's going on? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I got to do this, 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 and this. She's like, well, let's cut out that and let's cut out that. You can save money there and integrate here. So, you know, having that 15-minute conversation um, was, was awesome. Yeah, and, fantastic. What about, um, has anybody used HoneyBook? I was looking at, you know, looking at a tool that, handles the proposals, the contracts, and then sort of tracks things down. And I think um, it sounds like HubSpot covers a lot of that for you. Um, and, and the genesis of this is I have been a longtime FreshBooks user and I have a legacy account with FreshBooks that allows clients to pay um, by PayPal with a 50 cent fee as opposed to like a percentage fee. So it's a huge savings, but they upgraded and now that's no longer like they're basically completely phasing out that older system. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's time to look for something different. Um, I'm so curious if other, you know, um, HubSpot, I think is maybe a little bit of out of reach um, price wise for a lot of people. Um, so I'm just curious what other tools everyone's using for invoicing and uh, tracking and proposals and things like that. I think probably Proposify, you know, you can take, you can do Stripe to take the payments. There's a, a bunch of different tools you can definitely use for your agency, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, and I think one thing that is a little bit different about NIM is that we tend to have not just agency people, but also small businesses, you know, really a lot of solopreneurs also. Yeah. So that's where it's like, you know, it's, like shoes and socks, right? Not right. every tool is the right. And a lot of it really comes down to price. But not just price, but how much time is it going to save me? How much time is it going to take me to spin this up and learn how to use it? And then what am I going to get on the on the flip side? I think it's, it's huge, right? And not really. Yeah, I think whether, yeah, I think whether you're an agency, a business, you know, I work with both. Um, it's, you know, what is just those giant, you know, time sucks in your day. What are the things like you wish you could, you know, just know or automate or anything like that? And when you start to think of it that way, um, you know, just thinking like, boy, wouldn't it be nice if this were all like, you know, three of these tools, if one did it all and I didn't have to log into different things. Those are the kind of things that the way technology has come, the way soft software has improved, you know, these are, these are options out there. So lean on your colleagues, just like we're doing today, you know, talk to Calm, talk to Suzanne, like there's options and there's, you know, there's tools out there that do way more than you think that aren't necessarily $800 a month. There's $50 a month, $75 a month where you can really have everything in one place 
you know, as an email tool, as an activity tool, as a, you know, proposal tool, uh, you know, your contact database. Um, so, you know, I'm certainly not here to push HubSpot. There's plenty of options out there. Um, Communications but, tool. I think that's a big one that we're seeing more is how do you provide like constant communication, even in, during the sales cycle or client success. So we invite our clients into Slack. We use a free Slack one. We've never paid for it. Um, and we create a different channel, like it'll say like ABC company dash client. So my team knows us the client channel and the client's interacting with us. So like they're getting, they like, they love it. And then for prospects, if, if it's a, if it's worth it, we'll create a channel and we can just have banter back and forth instead of emails. So again, just creating leveraging tools to create better communication. Cause that's I think really the, 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 the pitfall, the strength, it comes down to communication. It always does, right? Or miscommunication and setting expectations. So however you can better communicate, uh, like that's, I think that's what's going to win at the end of the day. Awesome. What about, um, can we talk real quick about CRMs? Um, so we talked about uh, ClickUp, right? That you're using for project management instead of Asana. What else, uh, what else is out there in terms so, of, you know, so, what CRM you're using? Like, how are you organizing everybody and all your contacts and prospects? Um, so we use Salesforce in the past. Uh, of course, Salesforce is like the gold standard, but there are a lot of people caught up. People like are competing with Salesforce, more, more affordable. And then what HubSpot did was they offer for free. Like their whole CRM is free, like super robust. So we use you know, we, we were able to compare both between Salesforce and HubSpot and we, we stuck with HubSpot. Uh, so I recommend to all my partners, hey, check out HubSpot. Right out of the box, you get all these features on your CRM, pipelines and you can stuff that you expect a CRM to do for you. And then when you're ready, you add a marketing layer to it. You add customer success because so they have all that stuff there or, you know, you can integrate and it's your choice. Like again, sometimes people need to buy three different softwares to get what they need because they can only right. spend... 500 total for the month versus spending a thousand. But I think the most robust for, for free is definitely HubSpot by far. I mean, you guys can definitely Google it. Um, there's other products out there like sugar and pipe drive and, you know, there's so many other ones out there, but yeah, I think the easiest one is out there to use, but also robust is HubSpot. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? Feel free because uh, we have common Kathleen and, you know, if there's, there's always, there's always a lot of wisdom in this crowd too. So um, I'd love to hear what everybody's thoughts are. Um, yes, Lisa, yep, there's a recording. It's gonna be on the site. It stays free for, um, until, our next, or until our next event. And our next event is gonna be kind of similar to this, but it's gonna be open mic tips where everyone in the community hops on and we just throw out tips. What about this? What about that? Tips and questions. And it's a little, um, you know, it's funny because when we used to be in person, you see people like writing down furiously, trying to catch all the notes, but just things that you wouldn't really hear about necessarily. And quite frankly, who has time to be reading a thousand blogs about everything when you could just turn to, you know, hey, I have a question about this or just very similar to this talk right here. Um, and I wanted to get calm on because he's, uh, what did you call it? Tip of the spear. You know, he's, he's very, um, bleeding <laughs> edge on, on the technology pieces, a little bit of a tech junkie. My husband likes to call me a gadget junkie. Yep. Uh, 
maybe that's why I like marketing so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I try to be, I mean, there's a lot smart, a lot of great people out there. Um, but, but, you know, I, I think that I like technology and, and, and just gadgets too. So I think that software side is just a natural thing. Um, there's a, and if you guys are doing copywriting, there's a lot of like AI copy providers out there. Like the one that we use, I believe is copy AI. Um, it's cheap. You can create like ads and headlines and all this stuff. Like, and it gives you suggestions in four seconds. You put in a few different parameters and keywords and it, and it sounds, I mean, cause it literally it, it filtering thousands and thousands of content. Um, if you, if you even just Google like copy AI, you'll see all four or five providers, but they're like 20, 30 bucks a month. It's so worth it. Cause if you talk to a, I still have my, my content strategist. I still have my, my brand people, but we use them for more like sophisticated projects. But if you're trying to just do like social posts or just like quick, like AB testing ads, using this thing is, 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 is quick, quick and easy. And you're not eating up one or two hours of people's time. Um, so oh, shoot. I had a question for Kathleen. So oh. come when you, uh, when you're using HubSpot CRM and then let's say you want to get into drip marketing, which is an automation sequence that someone joins your mailing list and they get, instead of just the email that you're sending out that week, they get a welcome message and things like that. So what price point does HubSpot start at? If you want to add on drip. Uh, it'll you know? be around 250. Okay. 250 a month. Okay. Yep. And that's for a month. Yeah. Per month, they have a free okay. version, but it doesn't give the drip. So okay. then you do the drip. And then yeah. if you, you just want more like customization, then you starts to go up. And it's, okay. it's, it's content. Everyone's different. Like some people are charged by contact record, 1,000, 2,000. But active campaign is a good one to start out with to see if you get, if you don't get what you want out of active campaign, then it's time to check out like a Pardot or a HubSpot or a Marketo. Yeah. Um, uh, we've tried them all for clients and internally, like we always just gravitate organically to HubSpot. Um, Cause like, that's why like Asana, like everyone knows Asana. They're the, probably one of the number one PMs out there. I needed a couple of features that I wasn't getting and I was willing to jump ship because ClickUp's giving me what I want. You know, so again, like we're, you know, we're not tied to any software. We're tied to getting the results that we want for ourselves and our clients. That's the most important part. Yeah. Yeah, I was on Asana and I think one of the challenges with project management software is that it gets very cluttered. And so the, the more visual elements that you can add to it. So we went with Monday.com, but I'm curious to hear how your ClickUp migration goes. And I'm almost tempted that as your business evolves, right, is might be a good time. I mean, for me, we're evolving quite a bit in terms of our how we're producing content and, and uh seems like, oh, well, maybe it might be good to just move this one project over and test out ClickUp because it looks pretty interesting. And uh, hey, run it parallel. It, it's free. I think they give you five projects for free, like five sprints. Oh, so nice. Okay. Yeah, you can try it out. Um, awesome. Yes, I got to run, but you have my yes. contact information. I love to geek out in this stuff anytime. Do not be shy to ping me. Connect with me on LinkedIn. That's the best way to, that's really the only platform I really use. Um, so, and uh, yeah. Look forward to, to more collaboration Thanks, and it takes the community. So go out there, awesome. keep crushing it, guys. Wow. We will try. All right. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Bye. I'm going to put your, um, your LinkedIn link into the chat. And uh, yeah, and we will see you hopefully next month. Okay. I think we're going to do the, um, like the 22nd. I think it's interesting that June and July line up calendar-wise. Um, right. Or the 20th.
Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll just have everybody come on and quick hit tips and questions, which is always one of our most popular talks. Yeah. That's the same thing in Slack. When we put like a question, all of a sudden everyone jumps into Slack because I'm in this agency cohort. Um, so those are the best because people just weed out the stuff and you just get, the, get to the, the meat of like the good stuff in those types yeah. of collaborations. All right. So I'm running late. I got to go. All right. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Thank thanks, you so guys. much. Take care. Okay. Appreciate your time. Bye. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. Any other questions, anybody?